Welcome to Sports Cash, a space to discuss sports and money. I'm your host, KD. And this is your host, Vlad, Mr. ESPN. The NBA is back. We back in business full force. We got draft. We got free agency. We got money being thrown everywhere. And unfortunately, we have injuries as well. So let's get into it. Starting with what you want to start with, Vlad? I mean, I mean, we might as well start with the draft. I mean, um, this draft wasn't that strong as last year's, but there's a few gems. Um, obviously, like, everybody's talking about the first three picks. Um, but let's go with our Georgia native, um, Ant-Man, the number one pick from UGA. He's a freak of nature. He definitely is. Um, I've watched Ant-Man in his early years. Um, I actually saw him play at UGA. Um, believe it or not, when I first watched him, he was good, but I didn't think he was number one pick potential just yet. Um, but he's definitely proved me wrong over the course of the year, and then um, definitely watching his draft pre-workouts at um, the Clutch Sports Academy. Um, he played really well. He definitely performed. He did the drills well. Watching his highlight tape, um, his figure is the biggest thing. That I think a lot of people is amazed at. I mean, I think he's like 6'4", 220, 230. Yeah, he's got the build. He's he's huge. So he definitely has an NBA body already. Very, very athletic. Um, jumps out the gym. Um, it looks like he has a good feel for the game. He does well in traffic. The only downfall of Ant-Man is his shooting. I'm not saying he can't shoot, um, but I think he could definitely be more consistent, especially you know when you go to the league. Especially as a shooting league now, and his range, you know, isn't that what they said about LeBron when he came out as well? Yeah, they said the same thing about LeBron, but I think that's the thing they say about a lot of rookies. I mean, granted, you know, in the NBA, if you're a star player, you're getting up what thirty shots a night, mm-hmm. and in college, depending what college you go to, most college guys, if you're a star player and you're lucky, you might see high teens. I have another thing that that. I know it's shooting, but I have something else that is doesn't have anything to do with his physical attributes. His mental. Does he truly love basketball? I don't know if you saw the article that came out the other day of him saying that his first love was football. Um, I, don't, I don't know what, what um, magazine it was, but they were asking him about him playing football. And he said, yes, he you know, he likes playing basketball, but it's not the love of his life. Then a few weeks later, when it was just before the draft, he recanted that statement and said, oh, don't get me wrong. You know, the, the you know, basketball is the first love. And I'm like, bro, do you love it or not? To be honest, I see a trend, bruh. Them clutch clients. I'm not trying to be that guy. They're empowered athletes. Yes, they are. I love all that about them. But teams are starting to get wary of clutch clients because, unfortunately, it's seeming that the the kids that are number one talents that are going to clutch feel like there's an eye in team. It seems that way from this new batch. So that's my one thing about him. And it's terrifying if you take a number one talent, you're investing all of this money, and then you hear them say that, Basketball is not the first love of their life or, you know, 
I, you know, I, I just like playing basketball. That's not what I want to hear from my number one pick or number one overall pick. Well, when that statement came out, I think I slightly misconstrued. Um, from what I saw, he was saying he doesn't watch basketball because when he first started playing, um, he didn't realize how good he was until he started playing, how athletic he was. Um, I think he said until he started dunking, um, he was like, okay, I think I can do this. I think I can be good at this. So I don't think it's one of those things like he was a um, a kid of a former NBA player or, you know, he started playing basketball as soon as he came out the womb. I think it's one of those things he probably picked up a ball one day or he was playing pickup with some people, realized, oh, man, you know, I'm doing pretty decent. Let me take this and carry it. And, I mean, he said himself he doesn't watch NBA games or he doesn't watch basketball in general. That was a little, mis- you know, weird to me. <laughs> Very but weird. then again... He's not the first one I've heard that from. However, that is going to have to change when you get to the league if you want to be nice. You got to watch yeah, bro. <laughs> tape. You got to watch tape. You got to watch other teams. Um, so he better break out of that habit quick. But um, I don't make that a big, big fear, per se, as an owner or a GM. Um, I think he would just kind of break out of it. I mean, you got to understand these kids are still young. You know, he's probably thinking about Call of Duty at night, not tape. You know, he's probably, you know, thinking about other things. Um but as far as saying, you know, football was first love, whatever, well, I mean, to be honest with you, basketball wasn't LeBron's first. That's true. But he, he you know, he, so he was never because what I'm saying is Anthony Edwards is giving me big Andrew Wiggins vibes, mm. not in terms of physical, but mental. Mm. When you come out and say something like that. Andrew Wiggins had that kind, and still has Andrew Wiggins can't find the fire in anything i mean he's just a real laid-back type of dude and that's just how he's always gonna be and anthony edwards i mean i'm, I'm not gonna lie i haven't seen him play a lot I'm, i actually remember the night that you went to see anthony edwards you were asking me if i wanted to go out there and i was like who who the hell is anthony edwards yeah and turns yeah. out he had played ball with uh my wife's cousin correct when he was in the uh christian school here you know not maybe 20 miles from my house so it's really worrisome to hear someone say, you know, it's I like basketball or I don't watch it. You need to be a student of the game. You're not going to be able to get by on talent in the NBA. Everybody was Mr. Basketball somewhere and they're in the NBA now. And a lot of the guys that was Mr. Ohio, Mr. Wherever are now riding the pine. That so, is true. I mean, thankfully, he went to a place where he's going to be used day one. And you cannot deny his physical attributes. So I think he'll do fine on that regard, but that's that's worrisome for me. Well, yes, he will be used, but he cannot fall into that trap because he's not going to a team that's really a scrub team or trash. You got Deandre Russell, you got Carlton Towns, and another sleeper on that team a lot of people are not talking about, Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley just came out last year averaging 20 points a game. Yeah, you so, just got to put the guns away. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and Malik Beasley, another guy from around the way, went to St. Francis, saw him play. He actually wore our socks, so kid kid can hoop, but he just need to keep his head on straight. Absolutely, but um, so if I'm Anthony Edwards, don't come into Minnesota think you're just gonna own everything, or you know you're gonna come out and dominate like you did at UGA. Um, you're gonna have to work. You know, you got two All Stars on your team. Um, so you might be third option or fourth option some some nights. So as he should be as a rookie. 
till he gets his bearings. Absolutely, but um, I think his ceiling could be high. He gives he has a James Harden figure, but he kind of gives me a mixture of Harden's. I guess because he's not crazy fast per se, mm-hmm. but but he's nice in traffic because he uses body a lot. So I give him that aspect from Harden, but he also gives me kind of um, obviously LeBron's physique because you know he's coming out of college. You know, six through four, I believe, mm-hmm. two twenty-two thirty. So very much, you know, he's very built. But um, he can do well. He he definitely he definitely could do well if he takes it very serious. Um, but he he got it. He got it. He got, He has to make that trend of not watching tape because that's that's a big no no. Yeah, in the that's, league. that's especially especially now the league. Everybody's good in the league now. You know, everybody's getting better. Um, the league's getting younger. The stars are getting younger. So if you want to stay relevant and you want to win and you know you want to eventually be a star in this league, you you have to watch others. You have to you know really 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 dig deep and you know, mold your game every year to another level. Yeah, man. I mean, he's in the perfect place. They got some runners on that team. I don't think Cat's one of those guys, but you got Okogi out there. You have, um, I'm forgetting the point guard, uh, uh, Russell, right? You got D'Angelo Russell still out there. They just picked up Ricky Rubio. So they're going to run. That's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Um, Which which Anthony Edwards does well, and he does well in transition. I mean, you get Cat run, though? Cat's not a... He's a he, low he post could, type of guy. He, actually, no. I think Cat is a one of the, I wouldn't say the best, but one of the better trailing big men oh, in the okay. league. So you can de- definitely dump it off to him. The only problem with Car Anthony Towns I have is he takes too many threes. Oh, that's your problem with him? Yeah. My problem is that he's soft. <laughs> he, he Tissue has, soft. He has been bullied. Toilet co- paper soft. Yeah, he has been bullied a couple of times in the paint, but... My bit, my number one issue with him is definitely he needs to get on that block a little bit more. But I would like to see him in that pick and roll set, um, setting with him and D'Lo. Um, I think that could be effective. And then you know you got Anthony Edwards and Malik, but he's on the wings. So I just looked it up. He's six five, two twenty five. Okay, yeah, he's solid. Solid. That's solid. Definitely solid. For um, a nineteen year old, that's crazy. So with that being said, who's your um early rookie of the year pick? Ooh. I I mean I'm gonna default and say that it's Anthony Edwards. I think other picks are gonna have more impact, but based off of what he could he could really go crazy in Minnesota. Uh, because they will I mean, yes, he may be the, the second, third option, but or really the third option. Um, but I think he there's a lot of lobs in his future. He can do some damage and the good thing about his shooting is that uh because you have a guy like D'Angelo Russell, I think he can get a lot of fast break buckets, which would pad his stats. If you're looking at before the half, you're at 10 points, then he could average 15 for the season. And that's pretty good for a rookie and is going to give him rookie of the year. So I'm going to just stick with the default. I don't think anyone I, I, I do think others will do better. Obviously, you know, precious, you know, but I'm just biased. Uh, precious Ashua uh, of the Miami Heat, but you know whatever. That's if he even <laughs> touched the court. Behind he may him. not. That's yeah, true. he might not. Uh, my pick. I'm taking Lamelo Ball. Um, Ooh, I'm looking yeah. at the roster of um, Charlotte. There's not a star there. Um, 
I know they got Terry Rozier. I know Devontae Graham had played well last year, especially in the second half of the year. They're going to run, too. They're definitely going to run. They're a young team. Um, they signed Gordon Hayward, which is, you know, nice to have on the wing. But, man, that, four years. That was robbery. That was a heist. That was a heist. I don't know. I don't know what Gordon Hayward be negotiating, but he gets to the bag somehow, some way. I mean, Michael Jordan is just giving out that money. Hey. Why not? If you're tired of losing, you, you just go out and get those names. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But with LaMelo, I think with his, you know, his physique, he's about, they say he's 6'7". Um, Look that up. You know, he, he can score. He definitely facilitates. So I, I'm taking I'm taking LaMelo Ball. I think he will have the most um, freedom to really just go out there and hoop. And, you know, I think with freedom, I've seen it before in his earlier years. You know, when he just go out there and he's free, he could just really light it up. I could see LaMelo really averaging a double-double this year. And, and 6'8", 181 pounds. And he only could get bigger. I, mean, I don't know about taller, but he might get hit. If he hits like 200, 205, think about it, That's like, I mean, not to really compare, but that's like almost magic territory. Exactly. And that I mean, can be scary. If you look at the middle child, if you look at Jello, Jello's a big dude. You know, he's solid. So Yeah, but I don't think Jello is six eight, six nine. No, eight. I'm just t- talking about filling out his body. True. So I mean Lonzo's pretty wiry, so it may be that Lamelo takes from Lonzo, being that we see Jello because their dad, Lavar, is is a solid dude. Oh, definitely for he's sure. He's a big dude. He's not wiry. So I mean either way though. His style of play lends it to, you know, putting on a bunch of pounds doesn't really help his style of play, you know, so it won't really help. I mean, you get the 200 pounds, that's fine, but, you know, being a big stocky dude doesn't really help his style of play, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think necessarily gain weight to be stocky, but I think it's just gain weight to, you know. Not get pushed around. Yeah, get pushed around. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, these seasons are longer than college. I mean, granted, he did play overseas and stuff, but, you know, when you play 82 games year after year, you want a solid body so your body can withstand. You're going to take a lot of hit, a lot of bruises. You're going to be knocked down in your early years. So you want to make sure you're in that weight room and make sure your body's in tip-top shape and definitely built, you know, to withstand all the bruises and the physicality of the league because, I mean, think about it. You got Dame. You got Russ. These are big guards. You know, they're... They're not, and they're coming at you hard. And they could take a hit and and, and finish and finish. That's it's not. It's one thing to get to the line. It's another thing entirely to get and ones when you're getting to the line. So I'm not sure. I didn't watch him when he was at Chino Hills. I definitely didn't watch him when he was at Illawarra or wherever that was in Australia. I think it was Lithuania. Oh, Lithuania was it? Yeah. Okay, so I, I definitely didn't watch him. So I don't know how good he is at finishing. What I did see of him at Chino Hills and, and heard about him is knowing that he had two older brothers. He was always the smallest, so he had to learn how to shoot early. And then Chino Hills played that cherry pick basketball where he would just literally run from three point to three point and shoot threes. I had never seen anything like it until I seen Chino Hills play that one time. I mean, that's so, how he got 92 that one game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that so ridiculous. you can't do that. You can't do that in the NBA just cherry picking all day long. Um, so, and if you're going to do anything, uh, yes, right now we're in a shooting league. We can shoot threes all day long, but you, you need to get in there and mix it up with the trees. Um, I would love, I would love to see him 
give me more of a Jason Kidd type of vibe because I think he's really underrated. His passing is really underrated. They say he's the best passer out of all his brothers. He, they say he's better than Lonzo at passing. Yeah. But and, and Lonzo is phenomenal at passing. My so. biggest thing with him, my challenge to him is be a better defender. You know, you're 6'7", you got them long arms, um, you definitely are very mobile. I would like to see him at one point maybe lead the league in steals. Yep. Um, I you mean, could. Use that physicality, physicality to your advantage. Um, and that's why I really want to see LaMelo, you know, change his game or one aspect of his game improving is that defensive side as far as on-ball defense. So now that we know who's going to be, we think are going to be the rookie of the year, who do you think is going to be the steal of the draft? There's a lot of gems in this draft. I have two steals. Um, the first one probably biased, but I'm going to say Cole Anthony to Orlando Magics from North Carolina. I knew you were going to say that. Only because I saw Cole Anthony play at North Carolina. The man is a walking bucket. <laughs> and where did he go again? He went to the best basketball program you can go to in the country. Oh, no, no, no. Not UNC. I'm talking about where do you get drafted. Oh, he went to Orlando. Orlando. He went okay, to that's Orlando. a good spot for him. He went to Orlando. Um, so I guess him and Marker Foltz is going to be um, starting. But um, I like Cole Anthony. And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a bull. But he definitely is a bucket man like people don't understand that boy can i mean his first game i think he got the record for north carolina his first game of the season he scored like 32 and he got the bloodlines man he do greg anthony was his dad played in the league and back in the day so he definitely has been around the league um probably getting a lot of advice um but that boy is nice but my other sleeper is believe it or not toby to the knicks uh, oh, Ob, Ob, Ob. Now I'm you sorry. actually, yes, I, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Um, Ob, man. Um, I've seen. I didn't get to watch too much Dayton games, but um, from what I've seen from him, I like his physique. Very athletic, by the way, for his size, which I'm actually kind of shocked that. Um, again, he's not a bad shooter. He could be better, of course, because you know it is shooting league. But um, those Knicks fans, um, keep your eye out on him. If you guys can develop him correctly. <laughs> he could probably be a potential star That's for you guys. That's the key. That is the key. But um, let's see how that turned out. I think, but, you know, I mean, I know he's one of the older guys in the draft. He's 22. He he did four years in college. So I think that plays in his advantage, too. He has more um, experience under his belt. But I think he definitely in a couple years, three, four years, maybe five years from now, we could say he was he was one of the sleepers of this draft. But. Out of all these draftees, who do you think is the next big star? You know, the, what we like to say, the next $100 million signee. Uh, I, I think by virtue of being on a Jordan team, I think LaMelo gets there because I don't feel like, well, <laughs> we can always say, you know, this and that about LeVar, but LeVar is going to stand up for his kids. I think he's done a phenomenal job as a dad and specifically as a black dad. Um, two out of three ain't bad, man. And and top five or top ten, that's oh no, top five. Yeah, cause cause Lonzo went what? The, he went two, and then Lamelo went three. So I mean, phenomenal job by that dad there. But as long as he, I'm hoping and I'm praying that Levar kind of cools down now and let Jordan do his thing and let you know the Hornets organization do their thing because I really think that is a great place for him. Um, and 
he could be a fake because if you I watch Ball in the Family all the time. He is he's kind of a wild boy, but Charlotte I mean, needs that. Charlotte has no I mean, who, who who do they have there that you see as the face of the franchise? LaMelo is a rookie. He steps in. He's immediately going to be on every billboard. You go around Charlotte, he'll be on all of the TV stations. He has this infectious personality. He's always smiling. I could really see him making a lot of money, not just on the court, but I think a bulk of that $100 million could come from um, all the different things that will come from, of course, being on the Hornets, being close to Jordan, someone who's a billionaire from basketball and shoes and all that. So I think he could he could do it um, for for sure. Um, I would I, I wouldn't consider him wild. I just consider I mean he's young. I he's mean, free. Yeah, he's free. I mean the kid really has been a star since he was what thirteen, fourteen years old. Um, I mean, for goodness sake, the kid drives a Lambo at 16 years old. He got it for his 16th birthday. <laughs> I mean, he lives in Chino Hills, California. I mean, he, he. I mean, he's living the typical, I guess you want to say, very privileged young kid lifestyle. But um, I agree. I think I think it's something the Hornets definitely need. Um, he's definitely a star. Um, they already said the day they signed him i think ticket sales went up three times since Ooh, last year I, I and it's covid surprised. now right <laughs> so if ticket sales is that and it's covid time i mean imagine there was no covid i mean i'm not saying you know there'll be sold out seats but it sounds like people are really interested to come out to really see him ball i mean he's exciting i mean i haven't seen him in person but i've watched a couple of games online of him and I mean he he's definitely he's definitely something to watch. Like I said, his playmaking ability is the best thing I think he has in my opinion. Um he kinda but, reminds me of when Steph came in the league. No. Well as far to as me, what the, as far the as his playmaking his playmaking. Well that's no Steph, Steph believe it or not, if you go back, Steph wasn't a playmaker coming into the league. Steph was a straight shooter. Steph turned into a playmaker after the lockout year. Maybe maybe it was just me, but when he was at Davidson, I he, saw the the potential he had as a playmaker. He had a potential, as, but as a Davidson Davidson strictly used him as a shooter. Like mm-hmm. Steph averaged, I think thirty thirty one in that tournament. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, so his assist was maybe two a game. Like he was literally coming off screens and all right, go get a bucket for us. Mm-hmm. So he was. Um, they didn't even put focus on him to pass. Um, but. Look at Steph early years. He wasn't really a playmaker like he is now. He he kind of molded in two one. Um, definitely after they drafted Clay and Draymond. But yeah, it took a couple years for Clay, um I'm sorry, for Steph to turn into one. But But the reason why he reminds me of Steph is because Steph plays with that kind of free flowing ball on a rope, right. uh, you know, dribbling all over the place. Kind of like Kyrie, the same type of thing. Um, so I, I am actually going to, and I never thought I would say this, but I'm actually going to watch some Hornets games this year. I agree. And if I am saying that, that tells you why I think he can make that hundred million because people just want to see what is LaMelo doing today? You're going to wake up in the middle of a season <laughs> and say, what is LaMelo doing tonight? You know, who did he make look like a fool? You know, that a hundred million dollar smile that he has. We want to see that. I'm, I'm glad for Charlotte. Even though Absolutely. I'm a Heat fan, I could care less really how they do, but I'm good for it's good for them, you know. It's gonna be even more fun to stomp them into the ground. <laughs> but I mean he's definitely marketable. Like you said, he has that personality. He already has deals before he came to the league, he signed to Puma. 
Um, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he had another deal when he was overseas. So he's definitely um, on the off the court side. Definitely has things in place um, to get that back, and which I think he will. Um, the city of Charlotte is definitely going to cater to him. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a lot of marketing behind him. Um, he has he has a, un- a unique name already. Um, his brother was in the league. His brother had got hype coming into the league. His dad. You know, it's, it's his someone. brother stole stuff in China. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so much unique <laughs> that's, stuff. <laughs> that's bad publicity, but I mean, it's publicity. But I mean, definitely. I mean, if you if you didn't name, Trump get him out of jail? Trump did get him out of jail. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, that's right? The best. Yeah, that's that's the best. And then having a last name like Ball. Ball I mean, it was yeah. destined. I love I love the family. It's just a fun story. It's good to see it. But one thing we do got to give praise is to. And I'm one of those people. Uh, he made me eat my words. LeVar Ball proved every single yeah, human everyone. being wrong. Yep. Um, you cannot give this guy any discredit. You can't talk negative of him. I mean, yeah. he Actually, believe it or not, he actually kind of toned down over the past year, believe it or not. He has. He has. You haven't heard, heard, him, about you haven't him. heard too much about him, but... He has proved us all wrong. He told us. He said, I'm going to have sons in the league, and they're going to be lottery picks. Not only are they lottery picks, you had sons that went top five, two sons out of the three, which is very well. Um, I think he has. I think, I think he made history doing that. Um, and for all the dads out there that has aspiring athletes, um, you know, that's just something you got to tip your hat, um, hat off to is just, you know, he really fulfilled his kids' dreams, and he's the biggest supporter. I don't know if you noticed it, but I I was watching the draft with my wife, and I was just looking at how many. First of all, the stark difference between last year's NFL draft, you know, because I fortunately for me, I was able to sit in in with my cousin and see the draft process and see the stories as he was getting drafted. Um, but the stark difference in how they reported the NBA draft versus the NFL draft. First of all, do you remember the NFL draft? How every single freaking pick. Oh, his mom cut her foot off and you yeah. know was in a double wide trailer and like what the hell versus the NBA draft. And I literally sat there and counted every single guy because I don't know when's the first. I don't know when the first white guy was drafted, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of white white guys getting drafted, um, but I saw a lot of black dads, and that was really nice to see. I know it's a little off topic for what we're talking about, but it was nice to see that. But the stark difference between the NBA draft and the NFL draft, it's I think nine day. Uh, it's it, nine day, yeah, and I think it's day. a good thing. It's refreshing to see that it's nine day. Um, the NBA has done a really, especially these past two years, done a really really good job um, as far as giving praise to the parents and also especially praise to the black dads, mm-hmm. especially the black dads that's present and the front and center. That's young what I love seeing. Life. Um, you know, even watching another Georgia native, Isaac Accor, shout out to him. Um, you know, they, the first thing they showed was him with his parents, him with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he even got his dad a brand new range. You know, they got sh- his mom the Chanel yeah. bag with the rolly inside. Yeah. Sheesh, that's yeah. how you do it, boy. Cash out, but definitely, man. Shout out to Isaac Okoro from McEachern High. Um, went to Auburn. Um, the kid, that that kid, he could be something. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I've watched him since freshman year of high school. Um, he's the only bad thing is that he's playing for the Cavs. I don't think that's a bad thing. 
Him and Colin <laughs> Saxon, I think, could be a start to something in Cleveland. There is a lot of rumblings I mean, about Colin Sexton in the Cavs. A lot of uh, execs believe that Colin Sexton is a, and this is not my personal, this is not what I think. This is what the rumblings are, the rumors are that people are beginning to think that he's a glorified bench player. Is that he was able to pump up his draft stock when he was in college and in high school, and they don't think he's a real NBA guy. Unfortunately, this is not the first time that we've been hearing about this. I think, to be very honest, he's gotten over on talent up until up until he got to the league, and then he hit a wall. But at the same time, that same talent got you 20 a game. So they better stop messing with my boy. Exactly. That's, I mean, yeah, he might not be able to learn all of the plays and everything. There's a learning curve, but he's still giving you buckets. Y'all got to chill. And he plays hard. Right. On both ends of the floor. Right, exactly. I mean, he's still... You can't fake passion. Exactly. And I I think it's too early to give that type of criticism because he hasn't really... I mean, he hasn't been molded into his real NBA body yet, for goodness sake. So it's like... Let it play out a little bit. And then on top of that, he's not giving you no issues. No. He stays out the way. I think, I think the, the biggest deal? thing is because they had Kyrie Irving. Mm, yeah. So their their expectations of what a elite guard is is high. And I get it. You know, Kyrie is, you know, when he was in Cleveland, he started off, you know, very hot, you know, especially with, before LeBron got there. But it's like that's not fair because these are two different kids, two different personalities, two different playing styles. But – um, Cleveland definitely is about to have the starting five of Cobb County, <laughs> but um, what they got? They got two. They got right two. Now. Yeah, they got two. Um, but they got they dropped another Georgia guy. I forgot where he came from, but he's not from Cobb, but he's definitely from Georgia. All Georgia team. So yeah, all Georgia team. But um, let's give it a couple of years. See what see what Colin looks like. Um, One last thing about the draft that I wanted to ask you: Who do you think? And I have a specific team in mind. But what team do you think is going to regret their pick? Regret? Yeah. The worst pick of this of the first round. I don't care about the second round. Okay, first so round. be honest with you. I don't think they will regret it, but I don't think they will use their pick for how high they pick. And believe it or not, Golden State. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't think Golden State regret their pick over the bad pick. I just don't think James Wiseman is going to be there for long. Yeah. Only reason why is, why I mean, the talent, the what he can do matches he, up though. He can. However, here's the downfall: of this one, unfortunately, has of right now, it's a guard league. Yeah, that's one. Two, Golden State is not here to build a player up for the next two, three years. Golden State is in the win now mode right now. They're mm-hmm. win, they're trying to still continue winning championships right now. Um, Steph is thirty two. Clay's 30. Unfortunately, he got injured again. So by the time he come back, he's going to be 31, maybe going on 32. Draymond's 30. We're not here to wait for James Wiseman to develop in two, three years. We're trying to win now. Um, honestly, what I thought Golden State was going to do is use that pick to trade at draft night. I, didn't, I was actually surprised they actually drafted. Um, I thought they were going to use that trade and maybe Andrew Wiggins or a couple other pieces to go get somebody else. So... I'm kind of curious on how they're going to use James Wiseman. Um, I think he's, I mean, obviously he's going to play. Um, he is built for their style of he play. Is, he is, and he's nice. He's very nice. You know, I, 
He can, um, he can, he has, you know, for his size, he can put the ball on the court. He like, can. I, I think if anyone can mold and shape him, because here's what I think, you know, I, I hear you about we don't have time to wait, but do they have to wait? Look at what Miami did with Tyler Hero. I think that, I know that's a guard and it's different, but I think that gave a lot of executives hope about. But again, he came from a blue blood program versus James Wiseman. It's not even that. Look at the Memphis. positions. That's true, but the at the system. same time, and the system. But I think if anyone can get what they need out of them, it's gonna be Steve Kerr. I agree. I can I can say that point, but yeah, that's 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 a whole different scenario. Because one, Tyler Tyler really blew up the second half of season one, mm-hmm. and definitely going, after the break, yeah. which you can't really say he was a rookie anymore. And then, it's kind of like the the beginning of his second season, to be honest. True, or I guess you know him going to the off season or something like that. But um, I have one. I think the Celtics are going to regret absolutely regret Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> Man, what the hell were y'all thinking? Where did, what school did he go to? Man, I don't know nothing about Peyton Pritchard. But Me he either. Was, he, he shouldn't have been in the first round because then because I should have known about him if he was going. to But be here's in the, the first funny round. thing. So. Boston got all those picks, and now is this going to be the start of them regretting it? I'm not. I'm just saying this is year one. This is year one of those picks that they accumulated over these years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they got a couple more years after that. I hope they don't start picking like this for the next couple of years. Use well, those picks to go get viable assets. Don't use these picks to fill your roster up with rookies. I mean, you got enough young talent. You don't need more young talent. Right. Go get some vets. Or go get some, you know, more experienced role players and cut it out with drafting for the next three, four years. You're they good. didn't get better over they did uh, this free agency, which we are going to get back. That's right. actually a great segue for us to go into free agency um, and what happened with a lot of teams. Let's talk about NBA free agency. A flurry of moves. And since we're talking about the Celtics, we can talk about the move that just happened today. Uh, the Celtics extended Jason Tatum five years, $195 million. That's a good move. I like Although, it. Although, I don't think they had a good offseason because you don't get better by losing Gordon Hayward um, and many others. Not only Gordon Hayward, they lost Ennis Cantor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, okay, who did you really pick up? Um, but here's the funny thing I was bossing I thought about earlier today, actually. Okay. What does Boston really need? Because if you really look at it, at one point, Boston had Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. Say say it one more time. Kyrie Irving. Okay. Dog. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Nice guy. Nice guy. Al Horford. Super nice guy. Gordon Hayward. Nice guy. Do you see where I'm going with this? I see where we're going. But still, okay, I get I get the nice guy thing. But they had and then they still have Marcus Smart coming off the bench and at that time Teddy Rosier. Okay, I get it. Kyrie Gert hurt. Cool. Then the next year you go get Kemba. Nice guy. Not even the not even a just a nice guy. He got the award <laughs> for nice guy in the NBA. That's their problem, and they will never get over the hump until some one of them snaps and becomes a bad guy well, because they're too Jaylen. nice. I hope it's Jalen. And then they got a square ass coach who wears khakis, <laughs> probably wear khakis to the beach. 
I'm nice like, guys, man. No it, dog at all. It's just crazy. except for Marcus Smart. That's yeah, my that's my dude. No, he's a he's a bull. But it's just crazy to me. Cause I'm looking at their roster and I'm just like, you really have f- five probably good a good five solid weapons. First I mean, round draft picks up and down. Up and and it's like, why are why are you not in the finals? And then I say, okay, the only maybe excuse I can give them is experience they're, they're they are young but how much do you need yeah because, because it feels like they get to the doorstep every year and, and they just don't knock the door down year. yeah because i'm i'm looking i'm like you got tatum you got, tatum has to be that guy you got brown you got kemba you got and it's cancer <laughs> and then um you got you know marcus smart and coming off the bench and then you know you got gordon and it's just, I mean, granted, Gordon's not there no more, but it's just like talent after talent after talent. And honestly, they were my pick. I mean, unfortunately, they didn't make it. Miami did, but they were my pick to play the Lakers in the finals this past yeah. year that just finished. And I'll be honest with you, they're one of my picks again in the East. I mean, I don't think they'll make it out the East this year because of Brooklyn. But they, again, there are they are on my list of contenders in the East to make it to the finals again. You so, know, there is something to be said about that experience comment, too, because with experience comes understanding urgency. And there were times where they played against Miami that I didn't think, and the Toronto series as well, until they got punched in the mouth, they didn't. Re- it seemed that they were just, especially Jason Tatum, which is why I keep saying, nice guy, nice guy, nice guy. Because if Jason Tatum is your best player on the team, Sometimes when he was playing against the Miami Heat, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. He he looked like I don't know, like I don't know what the Monstars came and sapped your strength. Nah. What happened, bro? I think it, I think it was a thing. I don't think it was only Tatum. There was a lot. There was a lot of other guys that had a, kind of that demeanor. Um, actually, the NBA says something about that. Um, a lot of guys kind of got fatigue about the bubble. Mm-hmm. They were ready to leave. Yeah, you know they've been there for, especially Boston. Boston made a deep run. They were there for over seventy five plus days. They said a lot of them said you know they just really like that affected them, you know mentally affected them with their game. A lot of them were actually just ready to get out of that bubble. Well, there you go. Um, There's your issue. But mental that toughness. can't that that can't necessarily be an excuse because again. This is your job. You came, to, you know where it was. Oh. You know you was going to be in that of bubble. Course. And <laughs> and here's the thing: get out that bubble for what? That bubble had everything. Exactly. I mean, well, yeah, I had know, all, you, and then they had their their family come. I mean, yeah, the, but until after the round, you know, the, the later first round. round, yeah. But that bubble had a lot of stuff. I mean, I granted, yes, I get it. You can't really go out, out. But that resort was more than enough to really, I guess, keep you out. And not that. What do you need? Like you're in the playoffs. You're supposed to be locked in. Like, I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying. You, you you see, and to be honest, I wish they had bubbles more because teams that were ready to go, teams that understood the urgency, teams like Miami and the Lakers were built for bubbles. You know, I yeah. mean, J- Jimmy Butler told his whole family to sit their ass at home, even when they opened it up for family to come. And I've seen his girlfriend. His girlfriend, fine. But, <laughs> <laughs> so he said, you're going to be a distraction. Sit your ass at home and watch. Okay, and I'm going to lock in. And the same thing for even though on the other side, the champions, even for the Lakers, you have your leader who understands. He's a a grizzled veteran. LeBron understands the urgency of the moment. I'm sure there were guys on that team that said, man, you know, I'm tired of being in this bubble. I don't get, you know, probably most likely. Deion Waiters. Yeah. So but when your best guy is the one who 
is saying, hey, this is urgency. We're talking about getting to the championship and winning another ring. So when you have people like that, I mean, it becomes easier for you to plow through, which was, to be honest, if you think about, for me, this bubble is not, I don't think there's an asterisk on this. On this. I think you should put a star next to it as one of the tougher championships that have had to be won because you had to endure multiple months of isolation and people aren't built for isolation. So that being said, man, I think that's the issue. I think that's the issue with, with the Celtics. They just don't have, they don't have that mental toughness yet. Jason Tatum, again, nice guy. You can say all you want about his skill. His skill is there, but in the end, if, my guy can shut down your guy mentally, then you have no skills. I don't have to worry about your skills because then you're not playing at full capacity. I agree. Um, And, you know, I guess back to the Celtics, my biggest fear for the Celtics is this. So, okay, you pay Tatum, great. So you got him for the next five years. Um, I think what happened to the Celtics was this, and one of the announcers said this too a couple years ago when it was actually happening. The best and the worst thing to happen to the Celtics was they had early success. Think about Tatum rookie year. He went to the Easter Conference Finals Mm -hmm. against LeBron. And believe it or not, they were one game away. So in Tatum's eyes, he was like, man, my first year in the league, you know. I'm going to be able to do this all the time. All the time. No, sir. And, um... I think if I'm not Miami mistaken, Miami would like to have a word. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, I think it was Kenny Smith that said it. He was like, "Man, I hope these guys, excuse me, don't let this get to their head because next year can come around, and you might not even make it to Eastern Conference Finals, which they didn't. They, I think they got out, kicked out second round, and then Tatum's a year this year, um, they made it back. But it's just like it's true, you know. You have early success success in your early years of your career. Don't stick on that or don't hold your head high on that because you can look past and three four years go by and you're like man what happened i mean perfect example look at okc okc had early success in the early years now westbrook has not even sniff a what (laughs) forget the finals a western conference finals in over five years yeah and hasn't even touched the final since 2012 that's eight years ago so, the worst thing for Boston is they got a lot of young talent. Start getting it together now because, one, you might run into money issues. Mm-hmm. You might run into injury issues. Or you might run into lack of uh, production and underachievement issues. Now guys want to go elsewhere because they're like, yo, isn't that, isn't, we just can't get over that hump. And then next year, before you know it, you end and up. And guys like, want to get paid, too. Absolutely. So, we've seen it, with, again, back to OKC. We've seen it with them. It was, it was only a money problem why Harden was out. So Boston needs to figure it out. What do they need to do now? When now? Yeah. There is, in the NBA, a year is a big difference. A lot can change in a year. You don't have tomorrow. You got to execute now because tomorrow, you, say, you, you always can say, oh, we get them next year. Oh, we'll be back next year. And before you know it, your whole career, 
you can you can keep betting on next year and before mm-hmm. you know it you never really got to that promised land but i think boston's in good shape they definitely can um make some noise but they definitely got to they got like you said they got to put some urgency in the step but free agency has been a whirlwind. <laughs> Better um, than any drama, man. <laughs> this is crazy. Every year. I say for the past, you know what? I say for the past decade, every offseason for NBA free agency has been, you know, you just you just come along for the ride. You're at the edge of your seat. You're biting your nails. Who's going to sign where? Who's going to get the bag? You know, it's just, it's crazy. But let's talk about the winners and losers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I have two winners. Okay. I'm going to start off with um, the Phoenix Suns. And okay. I might be a little biased of this, of course, because my ultimate favorite point guard, who I've actually I've met before in real life. Yeah, we both met him. Same um, time. Yes, we both met him. Um, great dude. Um, ultimate leader. Yes. Definitely. Ultimate competitor. Definitely. Definitely. Some people say that he is, you know, he's big headed, which he is. But it takes that sometimes uh, to be a great I, I don't, leader. I wouldn't say big head. I think I, I think he's just ultra confident. Yeah, he is ultra confident, and he's. I think the competitiveness turns some people off. Sometimes. Very competitive. But you don't want anything else from a point guard. Absolutely, and um, I I mean I just hate that it happened now. I wish it happened like three years ago. But him going to Phoenix with Devin Booker. He didn't want to go there though. He, he did had it. his choice. He wanted he, to get to the he Clippers. Did it. He did want to go to the Clippers. I don't think, of course, he wouldn't go to the Lakers because the money wouldn't work. But, however, one, I heard out his mouth when I met him, actually. He actually did say, and that was Devin Booker's rookie year, he said his favorite player in the league, young talent, is Devin Booker. He said it himself. I remember that. Um, and so they got I, right to work. And they got, As soon as the trade, the ink dried, he was And what people gym. forgot, also in New Orleans, Monty Williams was his coach. So mm. they got a connection there. Um, Phoenix... Is going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, oh, of course. Devin Booker. They were already trending in that direction. Oh, yeah, anyway. for sure. I mean, they were what? Not even a game out in the bubble. I mean, I think it was just... Uh, eight games, a, eight and no in yeah, the bubble. Yeah, eight and no. They were just a seeding conflict. That reason they didn't make it. But Devin Booker with average 30 this year. That's my prediction. Wow. Another... And again, I know I know it sounds biased because Devin Booker is my favorite young star in the league right now. Shout out to D-Book. Um, Mr. Bucket himself. But... Y'all better watch out, man. Let, let me let me put this on record right right now. Okay. <laughs> Devin Booker, D Book, outside of James Harden and Kevin Durant, is the best scorer in the league. Nah, yeah, that's not that's not that hard. Not only that, Devin Booker has the potential. Mm-hmm. Not accolades wise or championship wise. Oh, you gonna about to say something outlandish? I but know. he has the. Potential to have a Kobe-like personal accolades as far as like you know points and all that stuff. Career, um, yeah. I've seen Booker play and offensively, I'm sorry, no flaws. Yeah, of course, no flaws. This man, anywhere, anytime, left, right, corner, elbow, top of the key, off the dribble, off a screen. Stand up, <laughs> drive, three, mid-range, post up. He got it all. Yeah. I mean, I, this man He's going to give you a bucket. It doesn't matter. I love his game. And I've been a big fan since Kentucky. Um, 
And now that he has a real true point guard, and don't get don't get to us a true point guard that actually actually can still score. People yeah. pe- people sleep. Chris Paul can score still. People, um, and he's getting better at threes all the time. It's going to be a nice nice sight to see in Phoenix with that backcourt. Oh, the lobs to DeAndre Andre Jordan. Ayton. Oh, I'm sorry, Aiton. I'm sorry, DeAndre Man, Aiton is going to get. So, it's going to be Lob City again. DeAndre Aiton. No, I don't think it's going to be Lob City per se, but I think DeAndre Aiton is going to have 20 and 10 this year, just because of Chris Paul. And there you go. That's your. It's a good big three right there. Nice, nice little, nice little three. The only thing is, I wish they kept Kelly Oubre. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was, would have been a nice seal. You know, if you kept Kelly Uber, then I really would be like, mm, Phoenix might knock somebody out in the playoffs. And then my second winner, <sighs> I hate to be biased or I hate to drive the bandwagon, but, man, the Lakers done upgraded. Hmm. The Lakers has done upgraded. You got, I think a few teams did. Uh, yeah, but the Lakers did exactly what they needed to do. And it's like now it's like, oh, man. Them not getting DeMar DeRozan is like, okay, who cares? Yeah. Schroeder mm-hmm. for Rondo. That's not an upgrade. That is an upgrade. I'm, I'm taking Dennis Schroeder. Why? Over say, playoff Rondo? Hold on, hold on. First of all, did I not see Dennis Schroeder in the playoffs with OKC too? He's not playoff Rondo. But hold on. Let me tell you why. He's not playoff Rondo. But the only reason he's not playoff Rondo because of experience. That's it. Dennis Schroeder. So how is it an upgrade? Hold on. Dennis Schroeder's one, he's younger. He's twenty seven. That's I don't care about that. Two, he's a better he's a better scorer than Rondo. He averaged nineteen in OKC. So he, what? I'm talking about playoffs. Nothing I don't what you're telling me right now matters not in I'm the taking, playoffs. I'm taking Dennis Schroeder wow, with the yellow patch. Nah. I'm good. I'm good. You right. you can keep Dennis Schroeder. I'm taking playoff Rondo who's been in many battles, who Single-handedly won them a game against the Miami Heat when we had the momentum. I agree. I'm and that's the only long. advantage I give Rondo. But outside of that, Schroeder wins in every other category. And that's fine. But we're talking about a championship team. I'm not talking about the categories and being able to run up and down the court. The who who I mean, uh, LeBron has said it himself. The regular season, and we know this with LeBron. We know this with Kawhi. It doesn't matter. Get me to the postseason. And it's been that way for a while. Matter of fact, he got that from Shaq. Shaq used to say that all the time, but it's well, because, that's only because Shaq they didn't care about the regular season. Well, I mean, when you get into an advanced age yeah. and you know what you're playing for, you're not playing for a regular season title. Correct. I don't care if I get in in the eighth seed. We're not going to get in as an eighth seed, but I don't. I'm not finna. If there's ten games left in the season and we got things locked up, I'm sitting. I don't care about that, and you're not going to tell me anything because I'm I'm worth more than your life. <laughs> like he's at, you get to a point where you're in superstardom that you're more important to the team than the coach, than even the executives. And so Dennis Schroeder, like, yeah, I guess, but I can't say it's an upgrade over playoff Rondo, man. Okay. Rondo was hitting threes in the bubble, man. I get it. And Dennis Schroeder is hitting threes at a rate that he never did his whole career. Okay. I think he makes, Here's what I, I think say. he's going to make some, a lot of mistakes in the playoffs. Cool. And he and he just might, but I think that it's an upgrade only because they got younger. Let's put it like that: they got younger. They had a I lot guess. of old guys: Howard, LeBron, Javale, Rondo. I guess Jr. There's a lot of old heads on that team. They got younger. Danny Green for Wesley Matthews. I'm taking Wesley Matthews. Um, 
Again, look at look at look at Wesley. Defensively, what, yes. No, but look yes, at Matthews' yes. numbers in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He was shooting at a high clip in Milwaukee this past year. Mm-hmm. And then I think the biggest steal, which I did not see this coming, Montrez. Harold. Yeah, that's the number one. Uh, I think we can forget about everything else. That's, that was that an upgrade. Is, that's their upgrade right there. Because now you literally stole the six man, six man um, of the year who's averaging twenty points off the bench. Ooh, so, I can't so, wait till they play the Clippers. It's on site. <laughs> it's oh, on yeah. site. Oh yeah. Pat Bev is pissed. He's gonna be barking the whole game. And you know another loyal guy in Lou Will. You know these guys don't want to even see. I mean, it's for, it was supposed to be them three: Pat, Lou, Will, and Montrez. That was supposed to be the Pat bench mob. Yeah, well, but, Pat starts, but yeah. But now with Montrez, and but I can't blame him because let's be honest, Montrez had to look at the landscape. He's like, all right, get your bag. Not only get your bag, but well, actually, he would got a bigger bag in Clippers. Be, be honest with you. Um, but he looked at the landscape. Was like, okay, I was with y'all last year. We were supposed to be that team. We went to the bubble and we blew a three-one lead to Jamal Murray and Joe Gitch. Yeah, and not only that, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sold on this Paul George quiet thing as much as it was last year. First of all, I can't be sold on something these dudes want to play thirty percent of the games. <laughs> yeah, I think you gotta give them another year to 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 make it jump really. Yeah, but I don't mind giving it another year. But Kawhi, Paul George, you gotta play. And it's not the it's not the fact that they lost; it's the way that they. Oh lost. yeah, 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 they lost. You back. let that team come back, and and, and game seven was this uh, the, the perform. It, it wasn't even close. It was a blowout one, and Paul sad. George and Kawhi played horrible. I think sad. Paul George had ten points in game seven. I feel like Paul George rubbed off on on Kawhi because Kawhi. I mean, we saw him in Toronto. He was a dog. What the hell happened? He had to share the ball? I don't know. That he was sat a, too long. That was a he cluster. sat too long. And that was the one thing I told a lot of people. I said, keep your eyes on the Clippers. They're not who you think. Only because they didn't play with each other a lot during the regular season. A lot of people don't know. Has a healthy roster all together and their true starting five, they only play 10 games in the regular season. Clippers going to clip. <laughs> it's like a Clipper curse. They always have something. You can't win a championship when your official starting five only played five. I mean, sorry, ten games the whole regular season. Yeah, everyone knows uh, basketball players have to get into rhythm. You never, they never, they never molded together. They never gelled together, so they didn't have no chemistry. Which is why I think this season they'll do better. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, unless I don't know, the season starting a little bit later. It's only seventy two games. Hmm. They might be like, okay, let's rest them again for the playoffs. Don't do that. Don't do it. Because you will be in the same situation. Well, um, they won't have a choice with Kawhi because Kawhi does what Kawhi wants to do. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, so Lakers and um, Phoenix. Um, I'm surprised you haven't said this. I, I got one more. I was about to say, I know it's coming. Go ahead. It's a nice little upgrade. It might get us in the playoffs, but it's not what I was looking for. I think we could do more. I like what the Hawks did. Okay, now let's talk I like about what the it. Hawks did. Um, that's well, my. Spot. I love what the Hawks have I, been that's doing. That's my. The only thing I don't love about it is paying Gallinari all that damn money. Wait, that's not all they have. I know they picked up Rondo and Gallinari and Bogdanovich, bro. And yeah, and Bogdanovich. That's great. Those pieces are really yeah, good for Trey. Here's my thing about Bogdanovich: is he might get in the way of Dion. Um, 
of Hunter and Cam Reddish time, which I don't want him to. Because to me, like I've told everybody else, Cam Reddish is the next upcoming star. Y'all better watch out. This boy's a hooper. Hmm. Watch out. So I like more of the Rondo and Gallinari signing. I just don't like the Gallinari money per se. But no, I think Atlanta could make the playoffs this year. I think they can make the playoffs for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I think so. But of course, you know, I have to go and, and insert my biased opinion. Um, here we go. The Los Heat, the El, El Miami Heat, um, it's pots and pans again. I got to make the noise because we got precious Ashua. You know, no one saw that coming. We basically got another Bam Adebayo who just fell into our lap. You know, admittedly, I did like you always tell you, I don't watch college basketball. I think it's boring. I don't watch it unless it's March Madness. College no, basketball. I mean, to you, but I don't, I don't watch a bunch of motion and, and, and cheerleaders screaming. It's, it's, it's annoying to me. <laughs> I've said the same thing about any amateur sports. It's really annoying. I'm done with amateur sports. So you wouldn't watch college football? No, like I said, I watch college football when it matters. I don't watch amateur sports. It's annoying. I don't like seeing give people. Lo- make- give love to the young guys, man. No, that's I don't the like- stars of tomorrow. No, I don't- for what? Why are they my family? <laughs> no, I don't have to do that. I don't have to watch a bunch of mistakes because guys are on the field thinking about the final exam that they got to oh, take. Oh my god, it's, it's all about terrible. watching the potential. You like? I don't. I would no. I and will watch studs. that. Like I said, I'll watch the big games, okay. but I'm not gonna watch. You know, little sisters of the blind and poor play against because they're the, they're the future. I don't care. I like watching professional, you know, men and women do their thing because they're paid to do it. That's their incentive, you Fair know. Enough. And they're the top of their cream of the crop, and I like them doing well. I also like seeing professional sports go train wreck because it's unexpected. You're like you're supposed to be doing well. What's wrong with you? I lied the Clippers, you know. So either way. You know, I think the Heat did very well this offseason, getting Precious Ashua, someone who may not even be getting that much. Well, I mean, when you look at what Tyler Hero has done and, and Pat Riley flipping, you remember, I don't know if I said this on one of our episodes, but I, I have said this and I have gotten a lot of flack. Remember when I said I hated the fact, I hated slash loved the fact when we sent Karan Butler away, Lamar Odom, yes. all those young guys for Shaq? Is because I was yearning for a team like this, where the young guys could do it, and now we're finally seeing it. Tyler Perry, uh, Tyler Perry, uh, <laughs> Tyler Hero. <laughs> I want to say Tyler Perry. Perry. Shout out to Tyler Perry. <laughs> Tyler Hero is going to start next year. He'll be our Absolutely. lead. Point. He'll be our point guard. Mm. Second year, okay. As a combo guard, but okay. He'll he'll be our point. I mean, he he is a combo guard, but he'll be our point guard. Why? Because Avery Bradley can now compliment him. As our defensive guard. Actually, I, hold on. I take that back. I think Tyler will start at the two and Avery will start at the one. No, Tyler will have the ball in his hand. Because Avery, I mean, it'll be both. Like, they're going to have. I mean, yeah, he's going to have the ball in his hand. But it's just like, not to cut you off, but it's just like in Phoenix. Like, Devin was a two, but Devin played point guard last year. Yeah, but but Tyler Hero is going to be running the offense. As, what you saw in the Bucks series was a. Which I liked. An entree, it, or I should say, is is appetizer. Appetizer, yes, it's an appetizer for what's coming. Tyler Perry. Uh, oh my gosh, Tyler. <laughs> Hero, Tyler Hero is going to be starting point guard, but 
either way, I love what they did because the guys, you know, I would have been satisfied if we would have just kept all of our guys. But the guys who went and needed the money, needed the extra years, Jay going to the, to Phoenix, that's something we didn't talk about as well. Gives him some toughness as well. But then we go out and get Mo Harkless, who is basically Jay's replacement. But Solid. now he's less physical inside and more perimeter. It's almost as if we looked at the Bucks, saw everything they did, and said, okay, counter. All right, counter. And let's we're gonna have to talk about the Bucks too, because that's a complete dumpster fire over mm, there. I got something spicy for that. And because it's a dumpster fire, beware. Because with all these guys that we, we just signed. We, we all know where Giannis is going next year. <laughs> with all these guys that they just signed, one year deals with the second year options. All those guys are going to be gone. And then you have K Nunn. And you have... Uh, uh, He's out of there next year. He's probably out by by mid, mid-season with, with Kelly Olenek for another guy. So we have all the pieces in place. I think they did a really good job this season. Just like I did, the, I think the Hawks did a good job this season as well. So those are my winners. My losers... Um, I can tell you my losers. I'm going to say the Bucks, of course. I was just about to say that. Oh my gosh, Milwaukee... It's it's kind of sad to see them go out like this, it's man. Not. Because I, saw it coming. I don't, I don't. I, it's not the Cleveland situation where you have. It's worse. Well, when I'm talking about where you have a, a racist GM who That's showed true. his ass because he went and wrote that letter That's to LeBron, true. and then I'm like, wow, the whole world said, wow, this is what LeBron's been dealing with. It's not that situation. I literally look at Milwaukee like, oh, if I was to say it in in. In Espanol, oh, pobrecito. Oh. <laughs> it's like a little bro type of deal yeah. because it's like they're trying so hard, but they're failing so hard. They're, they're going to. It's been terrible, man. It's, it's not. It's been terrible. Fight. It's going to turn terrible. Yeah. It's not. It, it's actually been great. These past couple of years, you know, they had like a lot of success, but it's going. Because of Giannis. Yeah, of course. But then you turn around and you get rid of DiVincenzo, who's your bench mob. Mm-hmm. You get rid of... First of all, it started last year with Malcolm Brogdon. That's what I was just about to say. Because if they would have just given him the money, I think think we have a series, even in uh, this last series with Miami. Because what Malcolm Brogdon did to us in the Pacers series, we would have... I mean, we still swept him, but... We we would have wouldn't have been no sweep. No, it, it would have been minimum six games. Yeah, absolutely. So they've shown the executives of that of, of Milwaukee has shown that they are incompetent, and that is going to lose them. Giannis at the end of the season, he's going to do the LeBron thing. He's going to take that jersey off before he gets to the, <laughs> to the tunnel. He's going to tell his his wife. Yeah, get the baby ready in some nice onesies that he doesn't sweat in a lot because we're going to our condo in Miami. South Beach. I told you. And then what did Miami do? Precious Ashua. Where is he from, my friend? (laughs) Nigeria. Miami Yoruba men. We now have, and I didn't even know, but Gabe Vincent on the bench is also Nigeria. So you think these guys are going to recruit Giannis? You think they're their recruiters? They don't have to say anything. They don't even have oh, to say So Giannis anything. is going to join his fellow brothers. I mean, Giannis, we know. It's not anything we have to say. We know. I mean, Giannis. I know he's going to Miami. I already know that. But, well, there's another thing you forgot, too, that Milwaukee did. They mortgaged their future. Yeah. With, they, with that it's going to be a wasteland, pick. man. 
I mean, Drew Holiday trade, but um, and then leaking the trade. Whoosh. Oh my god! And like, then and then uh, what's his name? He said he even want to sign with them. Um, yeah, from, that's what I'm saying. Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bogdanovich. Yeah. So they they told on themselves, and then Bogdanovich got that didn't fine. even know that he was gonna get traded. It's just they're they're the stark contrast between Miami front office with Pat Riley and all those guys, Adam Simon, um, Chet Kammerer. By the way, Chet Kammerer doesn't even work for the Heat anymore. Chet Kammerer was their scout, and now he's he's retired, and he's still scouting for them. That's what you call a top flight It's a mafia, and Giannis, I, I, I mean, we knew. Here's, I see his face. Here's the crazy thing about it. If a role player like that don't want to sign to y'all, yeah. That tells you they probably even struggling to get a second star. It's Milwaukee, man. Who his, wants to go to so Milwaukee? His, here's my next year prediction for Milwaukee. Milwaukee this year is going to win 50 games, 55 games. Giannis is going to be in the MVP talks again. Mm-hmm. They're going to make the playoffs again. And they're going to fall on their face in the second round again. Milwaukee. If you're, if I was the GM, you have to come. What I say to a reality check. All right, now let's talk about this because we had a big discussion about this the other day. I get it. You drafted Giannis. He's your star player. He probably is your best star that that franchise had since Will Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. He's definitely your best star that you guys had. Was since. it Will Chamberlain or Kareem Abdul? I think it was Kareem. I'm sorry, Kareem Abdul. It yeah. was Kareem. Um. But he's definitely been your best star player since Michael Red, and Michael Red Michael Red hasn't been relevant since RRP since Kobe scored eighty one. Yep, Michael Red is basically Bradley Beal. No, Michael Red was Brandon Roy. True, 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 true. A left hand Brandon Roy. Yep, yep. Um, which obviously got injured didn't last long. But anyway, um, so and I get it. Giannis won the MVP, but. It's just like LeBron Cleveland the first year. LeBron won a lot of regular season game, put a lot of seats. I mean, a lot of people in the seats, you know, made the playoffs. No championship, no deep runs. And they didn't cater to putting a championship team around him. This is what's happening to Milwaukee right in front of our eyes. I'm sorry. Chris Middleton, great player. I mean, good player. Good player, yeah. Not great player. Not great. He's a good third option, not second option. If Chris Middleton is not hot that night and Giannis can't get to the bucket, are you saying Drew Holiday will win the game for me? No. <laughs> nope. Not only that, you gave up two two players and three picks for Drew Holiday. That's de- they're desperate, which tells me they know Giannis is leaving. They either. Because to me, I was like, they either know he's going to leave and they're desperate for him to stay, or he told them, you know, if you do this and this and this, I'll sign. But but he, I don't even think he even said that. But as a GM, that's still risky because no matter what Giannis tells you, okay, do this, do this, I'll stay. There's no guarantee tomorrow. Okay, Giannis can get hurt tomorrow. Chris Middleton can get hurt tomorrow. Drew Holiday can get hurt tomorrow. Boom. One of these guys get hurt. Your season's not done, but you're definitely not going to the finals. So you're telling me 
as a GM, you're putting all your faith on one, your players staying healthy. Two, your players playing at a elite level because that's what they're going to have to play at to get past Miami and Brooklyn. Of course. And maybe even Boston. And not only that, not only you have to go to the finals, you probably even have to win it to convince Giannis to stay. Of course. Because I don't think just going to the finals would be enough to make Giannis stay. It might it might sway him a little bit, but he might say, okay, well, I can go to another team and go to the finals too. So mm-hmm. that might not be enough. You got to win it. You let Giannis walk from Milwaukee next year for nothing? Milwaukee, mark my words. Go ahead, get ready. You're not going to see the playoffs for the next decade. But you know what's equal to that? It's literally the exact same thing. Trading him. You're not going to get anything that's anywhere near Giannis's level. So you, I agree. You have but to... at least you're getting something. I'd rather get 50 cents than no money. And that is the money man in you. That's the financial No, that's guy the realistic you. thing in me. Any any person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I give I, I have a Ferrari, mm-hmm. which is Giannis, right? You have six Toyota Camrys. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I tell you, hey, trade me your six Toyota Camrys for my Ferrari. You said no way. I mean, I'm sorry. I say no way. I have a Ferrari. But I know very well I'm not going to have a car next year because I got a lease. My lease is up in December. Mm-hmm. For those that never leased the car, you know, you get two or three year terms. So basically that lease is Giannis contract right now. But you say, hey, I got six paid off Toyota Camrys that can get you from A to B. I mean, you're not going to be vroom, vroom, vroom on 400. Mm-hmm. But you can get... From home to wherever you need to go, comfortable and efficient. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your what? For the rest of your life, or until you make another life decision on how you want to do transportation. Okay. And I tell you no, and you gonna look at me like, boy, you are full. Because guess what? Come December, you are gonna be on the street, what? Walking on your two feet, and that's what Milwaukee's in a situation right now. Here's the reason why that doesn't work, because. We're talking about once-in-a-generation talent. They did what they were supposed to do. As as a GM, they did what they were... As, well, the GM did what he Let's pause could, on that. Let's pause on that. Or he had to do. John did Morris, they, I think. Did yeah. they really? Because to me, I look at Milwaukee over the years. Milwaukee, let me tell you what you got. You got a detailed car wash upgrade. You didn't go from no Toyota Camry to a Rolls Royce or a Lambo. You went from Toyota Camry to your local car wash and say, hey, don't give me a number one. Give me a detail. That's what you got. But but I think you're missing a huge point. Because when we were having this argument... Is I Drew Holiday... To... All right. This answer is one question. Mm-hmm. Is Drew Holiday the deciding factor to win you the finals right now? No, but that's all that's they all I need. could get. That's what I'm trying to get you so to So guess what? If that's all you can get, go trade Giannis and no. go get other pieces and hit no, the restart button. Absolutely not. Okay, so what? what because do you guys... when you hit the restart button, you'll never get anyone. You won't get anyone. You're not going to get... You might not get the equivalent of what Giannis is worth, but at least you're getting something. I'd rather no. get something than wa- let Giannis walk for mm-hmm. nothing. Have you heard? Have you ever heard a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Yes. What they have is Giannis. And so they did everything that they could. What, what, what I was going to say that you, you're missing here is the fact that the NBA has or tries to force parity. 
The reason why this is happening is because of the lottery process. Because they were such a crappy team the year before they had Giannis, they were rewarded with a high draft pick. With that high draft pick, it became Giannis. In the real world, it don't work that way. If you suck, you suck. I agree. All right? Milwaukee got Giannis and became good. What didn't change? Their front office. Their front office still sucks. So they cannot, because it's Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. they cannot draw better talent. Because Giannis wasn't ever going to win a championship on on his own. Of course. So when you have the best, one of the best talents in the league, you hold on to him until, first of all, it's a contract. So you got to play out your contract. I don't have to trade you if I don't want to. Correct. You play out your contract. Now the onus is on Giannis, right? They did what they could. They're a desperate team trying to hang on to what they were blessed with. It was a blessing. It's not real life. That's why I'm trying to tell you, to be honest, it's not Milwaukee's fault. It's not Giannis' fault. This is NBA. The NBA tries to get parity because it's a good business move. So let me ask you a question. From the time of Michael Red to Giannis, look at that gap of years. They didn't have no success, no star player, nothing, mm-hmm. right? We all know Giannis is a one-in-generational player. When, and I'm not going to say if no more, when Giannis leaves them. Because mm-hmm. if I'm Giannis, you'll be a fool to sign that five-year super, super Yeah, he's, he's gone, man. He's gone. When's the next time you're going to get a one-generational player? And you said the lottery, right? Here's mm-hmm. the thing. You forgot about the NBA and the NFL. See, NFL, technically in the NFL, you get rewarded for losing because if you're the um, worst record, you get the number one pick. And the NBA, that's not so true. Why? Look at the Knicks. The Knicks haven't had a number one pick who knows how long. But guess what? They suck. They've been sucking for the past decade. And all they've been crying for is, can we get a top three? Can we get a top three? Can we get a top three? And they still can't get a top, but it's not even suck. They can't even get a top three pick and they still sucking. So you can't bet on, oh, you know what? I'll just go back into the lottery. The lottery is not promise. Yeah, but you're, again, you you are missing something big here. You're talking about assets as if the players are going to be the only ones who win the game. I just explained to you how the Lakers, the Miami Heat, what do all of these places have in common? The Warriors. Great organization. Great organization. So how you do one but, thing is how you do everything. I agree. But most of those organizations, if they stink, they don't stink for a long period of time because they don't mortgage their whole future for the long term. They might mortgage it for a year or two. In the Lakers situation, they did for the past four or five years, which is okay because they, they wanted Kobe to go out and stop, you know, in his way, which is fine. But these organizations look at their format. When a star player is either on his way out or he's getting old, what do they do? They revamp. The Spurs did it with Tim Duncan. They went to the Kawhi thing. Um, the Lakers did it with Shaq to Kobe, not Kobe to LeBron. Miami did it uh, with Tim Hardaway to Dwayne Wade. And then that Dwayne Wade, Shaq, little tandem to now you got Jimmy Butler. Um, Only one of those teams traded away a star player, and that was the Lakers with Shaq. Okay. And that was only because they had another generational talent on the And Kobe, so that makes sense. But even that, really, let's just say Shaq and Kobe really got along. Shaq probably don't get traded. Exactly. That's what I'm trying so, to prove so, to so, you. But, but you that's don't different. trade that's a generational talent. That's not different. Shaq left because of an altercation with another player. Giannis is leaving strictly because... Bruh, we're never going to get over this hump. You're contradicting yourself. Bruh, 
I just you just proved my Shaq point. Shaq knew he could win another championship in LA. I know. He just chose not to do it with Kobe. You you you're proving my That's point. That's different though. though. Like, you're proving my point. My point is you don't trade a generational talent. You just you said you, you want Milwaukee to trade Giannis. That's yes. not good. That's not a good yes, move. Because it's what? never been done. It's not going to help. You have to keep your asset for as long as possible. Milwaukee did Fine. what they could do as a small market team that can't get anyone. Cleveland did the same thing. Again, Cleveland was blessed with LeBron. That's not real life. In real life, you don't get blessed for being trash. That's true. All right? You have to claw your way out. So what they're doing now is clawing, trying to claw at what they can do. What they can do is get assets. Yes, Drew Holiday is not going to be that guy that gets them over the hump. But it's something. Somebody, they've been telling. And then here's here's what's even proves my point even more. Did you hear Milwaukee in the talks for Drew Holiday at all? Hell no. Yeah, they can't. They butted their ass in there because they knew that's your ass's grass after this year. They know Giannis they is gonna sweating. walk. They, they know Giannis is gonna walk. So what are they gonna do? Protect their assets and get as much money out of this season as they possibly can because they know the NBA awards you for being trash. So they're gonna be trash for a long time. Yes, they will. In that time, to me, honestly, nothing's gonna change. Not because they won't get a generational talent because they have a trash organization that does not know how to keep good players around them. Why was San Antonio so good? Pop and the multitude of guys that are, I forget his name right now, but the GM that was that's still there. I think it's uh, R.C. Buford, something like that. Then you have Masai Ujiri in, in Toronto with Nick Nurse, young coach. You have Miami, Eric Spoelstra. We already we know that, right? Yeah. We have the Lakers with Jeannie and Jerry Buss, rest in peace. At one point, Phil. These are all, and then, and then of course, Jerry West and Steve Kerr down in the Warriors. So No, these, Jerry West is with the Clips. Oh, he moved. He, he used to be with the Warriors, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Right? So that kind of brings us to kind of our last thing that we, we haven't talked about, but the disconnect with these teams that are flailing right now. What stars? Clippers. Houston, what as I as I have said, and I'm gonna keep saying, organization starts from top down. As much as people want to say players gonna play the games, they're at the bottom of the pyramid. At the top of the pyramid is your execs, and if they don't make the right decisions day in day out with every player transaction, is going to affect the product on the court. I agree. Everyone, me included. You see the shiny names. Ooh, I want this. I want that. And then Miami just says, oh, Jay Crowder, you did you did well. All right. Oh, you want a third year? Nope, you can walk. That's true. Because he's not bigger than the organizational vision. They know they got Giannis in the back. Okay, so what do you want Milwaukee to do? <laughs> they have to. They had to do what they had to do. Fine. Keep them keep for what? Keep one for, year and keep, then keep him no keep him for the next eight months Woo-dee-doo. yeah and then he's just gonna walk first of all you're not gonna fill up no seats the covid is going around there's gonna be no fans or minimum fans fill him up for eight seat i mean f- f- keep him for eight months I and mean, you're they, more critical than i think the fans and in, anyone else can be i'm not i'm not worried about the milwaukee bucks i'm if not worried about them but i mean i mean you have to look at the matter at hand Giannis is a top five player in the league 
him leaving Milwaukee is going to shift the NBA. Yeah. If I'm a GM, not a GM, if I am the GM for the Milwaukee Bucks. Give up is what you're saying. That's not giving up. No, no that's being you realistic. are that's, saying to no, give up. I'm not giving up. That's saying, look here, I'm facing reality. Quit. No, I'm looking <laughs> at the landscape of the NBA. I'm saying, okay, be realistic with yourself. I just got my behind toe up by Miami. Quit. Last year. Quit. And Miami... They didn't super upgrade, but they, they're running it back at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boston's running it back. Brooklyn's coming back, and they're better with their two stars. And might, and might even get Harden. Might. Right? And uh, my best upgrade is Drew Harden. And Drew Harden is supposed to give me You're giving me quitter no, talk. No, that's right not quitter talk. That's realistic talk. That's saying, you know what? Hmm. I'm definitely. That's just the East. We never even get to the West, which we know. Dang, competing with. That's how you look at life. Come on, man. You're I look at, at life. Well, wow, it's so difficult. I, no, Let me quit by no, trading not, my guy. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's so difficult and quit. I'm looking at, okay. Again, like I said, I have Giannis for the next, let's say, eight months, for say. Or whatever, how long? Maybe six. Do I... It's 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 the risk to re, to reward um scenario, right? In business. The risk is this. Yes, I can amp up my team and get Giannis, I mean, get Drew and some other pieces and, you know, take another stab at it. But like I said earlier, the risk of that is Giannis can get injured. Chris Milton can get injured. Drew Harley can get injured. Your season's done. Hold on. Go ahead. (laughs) You also can go to the playoffs and you might not just say they run into Brooklyn in the first round. What if you lost in the first round? Of Giannis last year. That is terrible. When you trade him, you immediately suck. At least I got something for That's the point. I'd rather get something for something right, than something for nothing. I can't. I can't. That's why you're not a GM. (laughs) You're right. Because they probably have to fire me. Because I would would walk in that office right now. But look here, guys. Yeah. I'm not BSing y'all. But look, we got a one-in-generation player. Hey, we had our run. He was here for seven years. Great. We had a great seven years, but look here. I'm not about to let this man walk out of here for nothing when I could get something. Think about it. Giannis is 25. You can ask for the house for this man. And immediately get fired. Because once you Hey, trade, I'm rich. I'm a GM. I'm you, rich. You said but that guess earlier. what? Milwaukee, Milwaukee going to thank me five years when no, they're, they're like, not. yes, they are. No. Yes, they are. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Look at OKC. Oh, my God. Look at OKC, what right? What does OKC have? Look at OKC. Kevin Durant walked on them. Until okay. now, is OKC ever going to recoup that? No. And we all know K- KD is a one in generational player. They have first-round draft picks until Until Bronny gets in the league. But guess what? Those first-round draft picks are no guarantees. Those first-round draft picks, look at what Boston's done. Okay. All right. Those let's, picks let's don't mean with, nothing. Let's go with what you're saying. You can ask for the house. From whom? There'll be somebody that'll be dumb enough. For Giannis... This, and then, and this then, is not Harden who's 31. This is Giannis who's 25 and who just won back-to-back okay, MVPs. So, you're you're asking for Giannis. You're not getting Giannis back. Okay. You're getting a bunch of good players back. Good. Cool. You're and gonna suck. Fine. And I might suck for two three years, but I got some assets now. Now those sucky players, and they might not even be sucky. They might be solid players. They're not stars, but they might be They're solid. Not win. 
They're not, fine, you're not, but nobody's gonna fine, trade you. Like at least if I if they were to go to Houston and say, "I'll give you Giannis," they'll say, "Okay, cool. Who do you want?" Oh, I'm asking for Harden. everybody but Harden. They're not, and so what? You're still gonna suck. That's fine, but guess what? Now I got pieces to, that might be tradable. I, that might be pieces I might have expiring contracts. We we gotta ask. I'm gonna ask people to hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Because Actually, no. Leave your voice my, comment on the episode. Absolutely, and we'll listen to it. In my and opinion, because I think this is a quitter talk. It's not I've quitter. never heard you talk like this. I'm this not. You know me. Song. I'm not a quitter. I fight tooth and nail to the end, and I and I exhaust all options. I'm not a quitter, but I'm a realist. I'm a realist. We seen it with Cleveland, bro. And if LeBron never came back to Cleveland in 2014, Cleveland to this day would still be sorry. I mean, Milwaukee's gonna be sorry. Cleveland had the number, bro. Cleveland had the number one pick three years out of four years. The first four years after LeBron left, what happened? Kyrie Irving. But also, what happened? They didn't even make the playoffs. I, I, you know. So it, who cares? It makes it makes my my point even bigger about what the NBA with this parody. The only reason Milwaukee has a team, the only reason why Cleveland has a team, is because people will pay to come watch that filth. Okay, they're trash. That's all you got in the city. So it's okay? entertainment. So honestly, for Milwaukee me, not popping downtown. Honestly, for me, the bigger issue here that we're talking about is that a market that can't keep a star has a team. No, they can. They just didn't build around them. No, correctly. you can't keep a star because you can't. The yes, reason can. why, and, and okay, if they can't, let me tell build you why you can. Them. Let me tell you why you can. Because if Milwaukee went to the finals, even if they lost this past year, Giannis would sign that contract right now. I don't. I don't think so. Yes, so the reason why they can't sign sign players is because they're freaking Milwaukee, and no one wants to go there. The Fine. same thing with Cleveland. No one wants to go there. But but once they got LeBron back. They got Kevin Love. Exactly. Everybody and their mama want to sign the Cleveland. But you're proving my finals. point. You're but pro- guess what? Giannis is not winning. He's not going to the finals. So who wants to who wants to sign to a city that you really don't like? It's not popping. It's cold as hell. And the star player Kevin gave over the home to the finals? Why would I mortgage my career for that? Okay. So, if, perfect example. Let's take my favorite young player. I'm Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Right? Phoenix. Another team. Why do they exist? Now, actually, actually, Arizona is a great is a great city. Don't sleep. And Arizona had back they had success back in the. And, Ooh, well, and, why do I want to go play in a place that has scorpions? Yuck! Well, first of all, the scorpions are all the way in the desert. Anyway, Ew. and 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 Phoenix has history because they had success back in the day. So that that's irrelevant. Phoenix is a good team. If and, it was me, I'll just have NY, Miami. LA, no, because then the league would be boring. You like those X Factor teams. I mean, look at Dallas in 2000. I mean, granted, Dallas is not really a small city per se. Perfect example. Look at 04 with Detroit, and they beat the Lakers, which is we all know LA is a big market. When I was you younger, see that. I liked that. As an older man, I hate it. No, I don't. As a hoop head, yeah, I'm the opposite. I like to see the OKCs of the world. I like to see the Denver's of the world. Put it tooth and nail like this year what Denver did to the Lake um to the Clippers. I like that because it shows you don't need to go to a big market. You don't need to go to this big city. There's hoopers in these small states or these small cities that can be just as good, aka Jamal Murray, okay, aka Jokic, that can come in and be like, hey man, yeah, you might be quiet, Paul George, and you might play in L.A., but guess what? <laughs> We can take you down too. It's nice to see them win one game, but no, they won a series. By the way, not just one yeah, game. Yeah, that's a series. nice. But what did they do? They went and lost. Yeah, so, but, I mean, to the big dog in L.A. You're right, right? So no, not just L.A. The big dog in the whole league. To me, to me, the I, I don't like seeing underdogs win. I don't. 
I like it personally. I, I don't. Like it. And I, I like make controversy art, in sports. I, I I'm the I'm from the thinking of this. You're not a true. You don't really care about people if you want to see the underdogs win. What? I say it again. You don't care about people if you want to see the underdogs win. Why? Because everybody should just be happy because all the stars and the glamour. No, let me explain. When we talk about expectations, the weight of expectations tear a lot of things apart. They tear families apart. They tear a lot of good things, a lot of partnerships apart. Weight of expectations, right? Correct. The expectation on a person who is who was the underdog is to lose. The expectation on someone who is known to win is to win. When that doesn't happen, there's more pain for both parties involved. Let me explain. Okay. okay? You get your hopes up when the underdogs win. Okay? Underdogs mm-hmm. win. You expect them to have a Cinderella season and win it all. Mm-hmm. More often than not, they do not. Okay. What happens to the people that are favored to win? Agony of defeat. Not just agony of defeat, but because you were expected to win. So now every time they see you, hey, there's that trash guy that was expected to win and he didn't win. But that's your fault. Now let's look at the flip the flip side. Everyone's happy when the underdog loses. Let me explain. Because it's, it, it's expected. It's expected. But at the same Which time, is my point who why? likes to watch a story that you know the ending to? But that's what I'm saying. I, I Everybody nice. likes a little controversy. Everybody likes a little, you know, a switch up here or there. Give me some climax. Give me give me something to go, hmm. Like, I'm not a fan. Like, okay, so yeah. you tell me. I don't ever want to see the Hawks be good. I don't ever want you to crazy. see... You crazy. Don't ever don't, talk about my team but, like that. But I don't the ever Hawks want to see look, them be good. They're hold underdogs. Up. First of all, yeah. cut, cut that out. First of all, cut, <laughs> cut, cut that out. But then we again, got, this is Atlanta. We, I'm talking about... Atlanta's booming. I'm talking about one, Milwaukee. I'm and we got to start and trade. Yo, hold on, no, no. We're yeah. going to go back to the Hawks thing real quick. We're going to clear this thing right now on air. Mm-hmm. Y'all better get y'all tickets right now. Okay. Why He's going to score a bunch of points. Why is cheap? They're going to no, 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 no. lose no, no, no. It's not about a bunch of points. No, no. I'm going to make an ultimatum right now on air. Ultimatum? <laughs> Five to seven years from now, the Hawks will be championship contenders. Oh, God. Get your season passes if right Trey's now. If Trey's your best player, you guys will never. Get, you want to Go ahead. You finish. Get your I'm season tickets you right now while they're cheap mm-hmm. because I better not see none of y'all and those stands and State Farm Arena five to seven years from now talking about oh, I'm a Hawks fan. No no you weren't. You wasn't you wasn't with us when we was winning twenty games, all right? Okay. Can I say my piece and, about and, the Hawks? And, and and now Trey's winning MVPs and Cam Reddish is an all star, all right? The Hawks will be one of the upcoming teams in the coming years. And I will say go. my piece about the Hawks. As long as Trey's your best player, you ain't going nowhere. I didn't say Trey has to be our best player. You don't know what can happen free agency. For you I'm know, just saying. For my you, piece is, as long as Trey is the best player. They said the same thing about Steph and Golden State. And look, look, three championships. Well, granted, they did go get Kevin Durant. But at least without Kevin Durant, the first one, I mean, granted, they had some luck with injury on their side <laughs> from the other teams. But you, man. Steph has the leader of that team, won a championship. Steph, but there's a difference. And Trey's better than Steph at his point in his career right now. There's a difference. Trey's only what? Steph started 30. playing defense. That's why I say that. If Trey, as long Steph as Steph plays what? Steph started what? playing Stop. defense. Wait, bruh, Curry I, don't I will no pull out the receipts. When Mark Jackson was coaching that team, mind you, Mark Jackson drafted that whole team. He did. The reason why they didn't get over the hump is because he wanted to protect his best player, who was Steph Curry. 
He hit him on defense. He didn't challenge him as a player. Steve Curry still hides Curry on defense. Steph Curry plays defense now, though. Ah. They don't hide Steph Curry. Yeah. Again, no, he's getting exposed on on screen. That's fine. I didn't that's say, not, that's I didn't not say saying. he's good. I'm I didn't, saying no, no, I'm saying tries. he's still getting hide. They just making him being seen. He's Think about it. Even during that four-year span between Cleveland and what did LeBron do every time? He said, pick and roll so I can get Curry on me. He said, stop hiding him and let's expose him. Curry's still getting hit and don't, don't fall for the hype. Okay, so then if you want to make that comparison by Trey and Curry, Trey's the same way. Trey's barbecue. You're There's right. There's a reason. Yes. Like, Trey's all highlights and front runner. And I, not, not to say I hate Trey. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't, I, don't Trey. Hate, I, don't hawk, I don't hate the Hawks. I don't hate Trey. But there's something to be said about a guy who can score 50, but then when you turn around, the guy that he was guarding scored 50 on him as well. Okay. Because he is Fair a enough. matador on defense. Yeah. Olé! Okay. Right. I mean, he's, Trey cannot he's guard undersized. anyone in the NBA. Okay? I agree. He's so, undersized, but I'm still as... taking Trey. Because let me tell you why. Not to cut you off. If we do get a big-time star in, say, the next three years, that whole statement is out the door. It's but, the same thing like Golden State. Was Golden State really going to win those three championships if they didn't get Kevin Durant? No, that's why they. That's why Draymond won in the parking lot and cried to Kevin Durant to come to Golden State. No, they won. Be, they won without him though. They won. won. Yeah, that's it. And they would still to this day have won if if Kevin Durant never came. We don't know that because Kevin Durant. I know that. I'm a hoop head. <laughs> I watched those series very well. Every single game I watched that series. 2017, LeBron would won back to back. 2018, LeBron will probably have beat them even with that JV team he had. Well, give me the lottery number since you know everything. Because I, you, you, you're not making any sense with that. Man. But my statement still stands. If y'all don't get another star in Atlanta, we will. I don't care about no. Who, who don't want to come to Atlanta? Talk. We got the guy with all the good things that they did over this offseason, That's just to get them to the playoffs. Right. They're not doing but that's anything start. in the East after that. That's the start. It is a start. It's just again, like Golden State. Golden State got better every year. They got deeper, deeper every year. So mm-hmm. this is a start. Now we got a couple vets. We're not incredibly young now. You know, we got a couple older guys to teach them the game, to show them how to win deeper in the season. Now, John Collins, Cam, Kevin Hurd, a trade. Now they can be like, okay, I got some playoff experience on my belt. Let's do this for a couple years. Not only that, you gotta understand. Atlanta's popping has a city. It's not Milwaukee. People actually want to come here and live. Uh, okay. The, when when do when? I don't care if people want okay. to come here and win. They haven't got or come here yeah. and live, but they haven't gotten any free agent signings. That's you right? Anything. Because guess what? We never have somebody to come here to play with. Now we got Trey. We got John. These are young guys. People probably want to play with. I'm not saying KD and them because they've been in the league for not. But you don't. These younger upcoming. Okay. Just say, even, yeah, he signed an extension, and I'm going to use him because he's my favorite player. But just say Devin, after Chris Paul leaves, says, you know what, man? This thing in Phoenix is not really working out. The West is too tough, and Phoenix is really not getting better. You know what? ATL, y'all got the bag? Bet. Look That's at the- when I would consider ATL. But as they are now, again, my statement is, as long as Trey is your best player, you're well, not going anywhere. And like I said, catch me in five to seven years. If I'll you be get in someone State, else, I'll be in State Farm Arena. If you get someone else, yes. But if Trey's your best player, trash. Fair enough. I won't say trash. Yeah, oh yeah, not trash. I won't say trash. Entertaining, very Enter- entertaining. Okay. Underdog team. Fair enough. You know, eight, seven, maybe fight four, six. But then Brooklyn's coming. 
All these Brooklyn's only gonna be relevant for the next maybe two, maybe three years. We don't know what Kevin Durant is gonna come out. He just came out of ACL tour. Kevin Durant's thirty one years old. But I, that's the next two to three years, and and you said five to seven. That takes that takes some time away from that as well. Yeah, but those two to three years, that's gonna be the years while we make those playoff experience buildups. You know, they need another superstar, man. Because it you, ain't Trey. Trey. I mean, you, he's their star. Okay, so, okay but he, fine. He ain't it. So you let know, me ask you a question. Someone else. If Cam Reddish turns turns into, let's say, the next Paul George, I, I don't see it. I you 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 know more about Cam than I do. I I don't see. Let him me give as, you a little tip, guy. Let me give you a little tip. Mm-hmm. They did a poll for last year's draft, Zion's draft. They asked all of them: Ja, Zion, um, R.J. Barrett, all of them. They said, "In this draft, who do you think is the best player, or who do you think has the highest ceiling to be the?" A star in the next five years in the league, or who is the heart? Who is the best player um, in the circuit? You know, because they all play each other in AU. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them said Cam Reddish. I just I don't see it. Zion, who is the number one pick, and we all know if you guys, even you don't watch basketball, everybody knew last year Zion was the hottest guy on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever. Zion himself said Cam Reddish is the toughest. And the best player in this draft, Zion, who is the number one pick, by the way, said Cam is the best player in this draft, and he's the biggest sleeper. In the words of Monique, I would like to see it. I would like to see it because in the end, like I said, my statement is if Trey's the guy, you guys are not winning. I'm not saying Trey got to be a guy. He's the guy right now. You need a superstar. Fair enough, and we will get that. We will get that. Look. (laughs) ATL got the bag. We got the young stars. We got the celebs sitting courtside. I mean, I don't see why not you won't come out here. Y'all let us know, man. There's there's a few things there that we can't come eye to eye about. And uh, I, I need some comments. Is this quitter talk about Milwaukee Bucks? And will the Hawks actually make it somewhere with Trey? Uh, will they be contenders as Vlad, Mr. ESPN, says? Well, with that being said... Uh, thanks for tuning again. Let us know what you think about this episode. Let us know what you think about free agency. This was and what's a fun going one. on. Definitely, definitely a fun one. We need that one. I know you guys have missed us for the past couple weeks, but um, we just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays. Um, hope you enjoy your family safely. Yes, they say. And we'll definitely catch you guys next week. And we're looking forward to your comments. All right, Cash Crew. Till All next right, time. See you next week. This episode is brought to you in part by Sneaker Broker. Do you have a favorite sneaker that you've been waiting on, but it's sold out everywhere, including online? Shop with Sneaker Broker, a premium sneaker dealer based in Atlanta. They'll take care of you and try to find you whatever you need. Find out more by visiting their Instagram at SNKR underscore broker. That is at SNKR underscore broker to find out more. What's up, Cash Crew? This is KD. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to find us on social media at sports underscore cash underscore. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at sports cash podcast. And don't forget to hit that notification bell.